Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. We'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 5, titled Rosgavor. Or at least, you know, that's the readable version of the title. Uh, there's multiple versions of this title out there, one of which is an actual word, and the other of which is, like, just a series of squiggles. <laughs> like, literally, look it up. There's a version of this title that's just a bunch of random symbols. Maybe it means something in some language, but... Not in English. It's completely unreadable for my dumb American brain. And, like, it actually, like, so I'm watching these on Blu-ray because I have the full Blu-ray set. Pop this into the Blu-ray player. Bring up the Blu-ray menu. The episode's listed on the Blu-ray with that Squiggles title. And it's just like, how do you expect anyone to know what this is? How do you expect anyone to be able to read that? Outside of whatever language this is. Outside of whatever country this language originates from. That's just like a series of squiggles and it means something to someone. Like just, God, like what is the title of this episode? Jesus Christ. Anyway, we're going with Raz Gavor. This episode's amazing. <laughs> title aside, this episode is absolutely freaking fantastic. It is amazing. Uh, it is such a great payoff in a couple of different ways. And, oh, did not silence my phone. Oops. Uh, and it's probably the best episode of the season we've talked about so far. It, it's really, really phenomenal. So, we'll start by talking about our number. Who initially, like, we don't know anything about. In fact, she doesn't even have a social security number. She just has, like, an immigrant number. Uh, she's from Russia. And Shaw goes over to this woman's apartment to find out who she is, what her deal is. And I love this moment where she knocks on the door, asks for this woman, and it's a little girl! (laughs) Like, the awkwardness of Shaw knowing, like, um... Hi... Little girl. Um. Wow, I did not. I did not prepare for this eventuality. At all. This is. This is awkward. Uh, Apparently, this little girl. uh, Her mother's in prison in Russia. uh, For protesting the Putin administration. And. She came over here to live with her grandfather. Her grandfather has since passed away. She's now living with, like, her third cousin. Because that's the only family she has left in the States. 
now clearly something's gone wrong and something's going to happen to her. Important information, by the way, she loves to think she's a spy. She wants so badly to be a spy. And, like, after this interaction, we get the typical moment of, like, Shaw and Reese following her. And there's this great moment where, oh my god, this show loves to humiliate Shaw (laughs) at every possible opportunity. Because at this moment... Shaw gets made by a 10-year-old girl. (laughs) The professional spy, the professional badass super spy got made by a 10-year-old girl. (laughs) Oh my god, it's beautiful. It's just absolutely magnificent. Uh, But then some guys come up. And try to kidnap her. Uh, Reese and Shaw are able to rescue her. Shaw takes the little girl and basically runs. And from this moment on, it's literally like Shaw lugging around this little girl for however many minutes. This segment of the episode. And it's really, really great. I love seeing Shaw's uh, dynamic with this little girl. Uh, They have some fan freaking tastic scenes together uh because especially since like Shaw is the least good with people like just in general let alone kids like cuz she she has this condition where she doesn't really feel all that much so She now has to kind of navigate that in this moment with this little girl who she does grow fairly attached to uh, over the course of trying to protect her. And I especially love how, like, this episode kind of explores how Shaw hates not being in the action. Like, if she... If she's getting sidelined, she absolutely despises it. There's multiple times in this episode where Finch says, like, No, don't just run in and shoot people. There's a better way to do this, or you're needed elsewhere, or blah, 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 blah. And Shaw's like, Like, she struggles with that a lot in this episode. But it's a phenomenal, phenomenal arc. And it's a phenomenal, phenomenal exploration of all the things that make Shaw's character... Really, really interesting. Uh, her aggro nature, her personality disorder, the few things that actually reach her heart, like this little girl and Bear. <laughs> I also love the moment where she's like, I'm just in it for the dog. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm only here because of the dog. <laughs> uh, but eventually... Shaw and this little girl, this little girl, this little girl takes Shaw to her listening station. Turns out she bugs everyone who looks suspicious. Literally everyone. Everyone gets a bug in their uh, apartment. Everyone gets, like, listening devices put on them. And she, like, records tapes of all these different suspicious characters which 
it would appear, is why uh, this gang is trying to kidnap her. Because maybe she heard too much. So Shaw's like, hey, um, where are the tapes? And this little girl tells her, at that moment, they get attacked again. And Shaw's not able to protect her. A uh, little girl gets kidnapped. Shaw gets knocked out. And she wakes up in the trunk of a car. And immediately becomes the ultra badass she always is. And just as soon as this dude opens up the trunk, just clocks him. With her hands tied. And it's just like, hey, um, maybe next time clean out your trunk. Uh, she got her hands on like, a, I think it was like a pipe or something. <laughs> and just hit him over the head with it. And I was like, next time, clean out your trunk, you moron. And from this moment on, like, because Shaw has forged a relationship with this little girl, she will move heaven and earth to bring this little girl back. Even though she is wounded, her shoulders kind of shot she is bleeding fairly profusely and Finch is like hey go to a doctor there is a doctor who owes us a favor we will take you to him go to that address let him stitch you up we'll handle it from here and Shaw is not having it Shaw despises everything about it and she immediately goes on a rampage to get this little girl back. Uh, the guy who kidnapped her has this little bag of drugs, the same kind of drugs that the third cousin has. So she just goes back to the apartment and questions him like, Hey, you sold out the little girl, didn't you? And also... Uh, she goes to the Russians, the Bratva, who is behind this whole thing, and, like, just steals their boss's blood <laughs> because she needs, like, a blood uh, donation. She needs, like, what's the word? There's an actual word. Um, infusion? Is that it? She needs blood. That's the point here. And she, like, gets... She just steals this dude's blood. It's great. Like, she... I don't want to say she becomes a vampire, but, like... I mean... Shaw could pull off the vampire life. <laughs> Shaw could pull off the vampire life. Jesus Christ. That is, um... That is a set of words that I just said. <laughs> uh, but while this is happening Finch and Reese are continuing to investigate uh, they're tracking one of the dude's phones Finch finds the tapes in a payphone with Fit, which Finch is very happy about and Finch is listening to these tapes I love this one moment where Finch just puts one tape into the player and it's just someone having sex and Finch is just very uncomfortable by this. Stops the tape immediately. Looks at the tape. And sees that it's labeled gross. And he's just like. 
read the labels, Harold. <laughs> it's your fault. One hundred percent his fault. He should have read the label that read "gross." <laughs> uh, but eventually, it is revealed that these Russians are working for HR. HR is the ones who kidnapped this little girl. And when they interrogate one of the Russians, we find out that all of this is about uh, HR has now gotten into making drugs. Specifically, they're cooking bath salts. And the Russians are distributing them. Little girl heard dealings between HR and the Russians. Now little girl has to go. Which is why uh, this whole thing is happening. Which is why her number came up. And... Now, this has become less of a, like, crime of the week, and more of a, this is another battle in the war with HR that just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating and escalating, particularly after Carter's demotion from detective to just a uniform officer. More on the Carter side of things a little bit later, by the way. Uh, There's a big development that goes on with Carter in this episode. So, we have that, and now we're kind of in this situation of, like, HR is officially making the demands of tapes for the girl. And so, Finch initially has the idea of copying the tapes and just giving them the originals, but sending the copies to the DEA. Get it? Bring HR on that. But Charles like, no, we don't have the time. Because, like, it's it's taken a long time to copy those files. So Charles like, unless you have a better idea, I'm going to need those tapes. And Reese and Carter have this whole conversation of, like, oh, no, Shaw took the tapes. Ah. Turns out, this is a bit of a false deal. And when Reese goes to his meet with Simmons at HR, we find out that not only did he not bring the little girl, uh, but Reese didn't bring the tapes. Shaw doesn't have the tapes either. This was all a ruse to get HR away so that Shaw could show up at the drug lab, shoot everything, and rescue the little girl, and blow the whole deal up. So they save the little girl. Reese has this big fight with Simmons. After which, Reese is like, Hey, I mean, you say there's hundreds of you and we can't win. Uh, well, guess what? You just lost. <laughs> Paraphrasing by a lot. Like, I mean, maybe we won't take down HR today, but we'll take you down. And Simmons gets arrested. It was this... Huge, giant double-cross that paid off beautifully. And then we get this great final scene between Shaw and the little girl. As they're, like, uh, saying their goodbyes. The little girl's now a ward for a uh, reclusive billionaire. She's going to this great school. Uh, The little girl 
basically, she has this really powerful monologue where she's like, you know, I, I, I figured you out. It's not like you don't have feelings. It's just that the volume's turned way down. Like, it's there. You just have to listen for it. And that kind of reflects what we've saw, seen from Shaw throughout this entire episode of, like, somehow caring for the little girl despite being very devoid of normal emotional capacity. Like, and, and it's this really nice goodbye, and it's really, really great. By the way, this entire episode, we see flashbacks to when Shaw lost her father in a car accident. And she, like... She was in this car crash. She survived. Her father didn't. And, like, as a little girl, she was just like, Oh, she he's dead. Oh. I want a sandwich. Like, just not having that emotional capacity. And just kind of freaking out the first responders by her, like, lack of emotion in that moment. Now, let's talk about Carter. Because, oh boy, <laughs> Carter, she has a moment this episode. So, she's continuing to stalk HR. And actually says to Reese, like, I'm going to continue searching for HR. I'm not going to cut any deals this time. I want the guy in charge and no one else. And... Her partner is getting a bit, like, he's starting to zero in. Remember, he also works for HR. And so, the partner is zeroing in, zeroing in, zeroing in, kind of picking up on her whole deal and feeding information to HR. And then we get this fantastic bar sequence. Where this dude sits Carter down at a bar. And Carter reveals. And this is like a whole thing where they're like about to like shake Carter down and uh, like wiggle this guy in closer. Like do their whole gambit to get Carter out of the way. And Carter reveals that. She knew this dude was HR the entire time. This is not news to her. Like, she knew this guy was HR from the moment he got into her car. From the moment he showed up, Carter was like, this dude's HR. And launched this entire gambit to use him to take down bigger HR guys. Remember when I said they, like, they... Lied and said Shaw took the tapes. Guess who was the through line from from Reese to Carter to HR? It was this dude. So, they launched this fake conversation, knowing this dude would hear it, knowing that he would report to HR, and would get the ball rolling on this whole setup. So, Carter used him. To take down Simmons. And when this dude just like drops the act after knowing he's made. And it's just like. Eh, you got in the way. You shouldn't have got in the way. And now we're gonna. We're gonna get you out of the way for good. Like 
you should have dropped this, but now it's too late. And Carter's like, no. You know, I think you're afraid of me. That's why you took me to this bar with that one bartender who really does work for HR uh, as backup. And once this bartender dude picks up a shotgun and is like, I'm going to kill you. Carter murders him with this guy's gun. With his, with her partner's gun. Points it at him and is like, hey, you know what? This gun that I took from you earlier, it's registered to you in the state of New Jersey. So I can easily frame you for murder right now. You don't work for HR anymore. You work for me. It's awesome. It's really, really fantastic. And Taraja P. Henson, holy crap, Taraja P. Henson does a spectacular job here. She is amazing. And all of this is not even considering the ending. Where Root shows up at Shaw's in the middle of the night and is like, Did you miss me? And then hits her with the taser and captures Shaw. Root has kidnapped Shaw. Root is back back and has and now has Shaw in her custody. Get ready for the for the implications from that. Just saying. Like, holy crap. Like this is, I think, where the first half of season three, like, truly starts to pick up. Because, like I said, like, up until this point, it's been, like, fillers and setup. This is where, like, the HR stuff kicks into high gear. The root stuff truly starts to pay off. Like, this is where shit goes nuts. And I love it. Man, the next... So next week, we're doing episodes 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I don't think I've ever been more excited to talk about a single set of five Person of Interest episodes. These next five episodes that we're going to talk about next week are insane, and it's going to be real great. Just saying. Anyway... Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put up there once every month. Uh, as long as we're talking about the Patreon, full disclosure. Uh, I've already talked about this on Clark Film. I'm going to do the same on Clark Sessions this weekend. So, Patreon. And they're going to email patrons about this, I think, Monday. Patreon is now apparently legally required, starting in July, to start charging sales tax. 
for certain patrons at certain levels getting certain rewards under certain circumstances. I don't know exactly who's getting charged. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know all the regulations involved in it. Uh, They have not been super clear, if I'm being totally honest, from my understanding. Uh, I did, from Patreon's guidance, from Patreon's recommendations, uh, rejigger my settings. So, hopefully... If you get charged sales tax, you'll be charged the absolute minimum. But I, I, I honestly don't know. It's very, I, I don't entirely understand the regulations. It's very frustrating, and I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not happy about it. Patreon's not happy about it. Nobody's happy about it. Like, but it, there's nothing any of us can do because. It's the law, apparently. After several years of Patreon going in full swing, only now does the government say, Hey, screw you! You have to do sales tax now. Like, yeah, it's it's not, not the ideal situation, but just be aware that is happening. You may get charged sales tax. You may not. I honestly have no idea. Uh, so... Yeah, we're playing that one by ear, uh, but that's a thing that has to happen now. Uh, Patreons, their hands are tied on this one, so yeah, take that for what it's worth. Uh, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. Uh, I appreciate that as well. As far as I know, no sales tax associated with that one, so that's a plus. If you want exclusives. Patreon, if you want no sales tax, apparently. Anchor. Like, that is... That's the binary we're at now. Again, not happy about it. Uh, Anyway, on Monday, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 6. Talk to you then.